Hello and Merry Christmas to everybody listening. This is Three Blokes and a Rugby podcast. As you know by now, we have been profiling the top five players of certain positions within the year of 2020. Today is the number seven spot, the main playmaker on the field. And talk about main playmakers on the field. Jed, welcome to the show. We're going to go to Joss first. (laughs) (laughs) Joss, uh, talk to me. Number Your sevens, top five. How do you want to go about that? Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, So at five for me was Sean Johnson. You know, in a really struggling Sharks team, I feel like he's one of the main reasons they got final spot this year, albeit just one round, but he's really dragged them through. And at points, he's looked similar to the world beater we know he is and can be. You know, he's a a bit older now, but he's shown shades of what he used to be like. And when on his day, he is phenomenal. His footwork's still there. And I feel like now that there's obviously Moylan is in that team, but him and Townsend have developed a really strong partnership between one another. And I feel like Sean Johnson, for me, has done really well this season. At number four, I've gone with Adam Reynolds. You know, first year as captain of the Bunnies, and I think he's stood up and led his team really well at points. Um, we've talked about it on the pod before, how important it is to have a ball cooker can go from anywhere. And he really can. You know, he's a laser-like when it comes to goal kicks. It's not bad from a drop goal, neither. He's assured from the boot, and you can see about 221 points. I think he's finished on top points guard just literally his kicking game is lethal with Adam Reynolds he does other stuff really well but his kicking game is lethal you know he can bomb he can kick shot he never seems to get a kick wrong in play and that's what I think all good teams need is a strong seven with a good kicking game but number three a real good one for me I thought George Williams I think he's been fantastic this year it's been a massive first year for him a lot of people talk about the step up in physicality of the NRL we know George Williams can be physical and we know he can mix it up a bit. And I feel like he's been really physical and really gutsy whilst playing in the NRL. We've seen that when he breaks his nose and carries on. You know, the dry track seems to suit in Australia seems to suit him a lot more as well. We know he had a good running game over here, but he seems to have gone over to another level over there. And he takes the game to teams. And I think obviously having White and outside of him who is world class, but it's allowed Williams to come in and take a bit of control to his team. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him coming, you know. And 92% tackle, 92% tackle efficiency this season from George Williams. When I've got that, he's astronomical, astronomical. 15 assists, seven of his own, real good year for me. Number two, bit of a podcast favourite for myself, Jerome Hughes. Real coming of age this year, and he stood up hugely. I think that seven shirt for Melbourne has been a bit hit and miss recently. And... I know before the season off the pod, we were talking about we weren't sure who was going to pull that gap. And even at the start of the season, it wasn't it wasn't cemented on. But users took it by a scruff of the neck. It plays quite simple when you watch him. And I think that compliments Munster a lot. But his ability to play simple, it, it's strengthened by his fact that his running game is awesome. You know, he's quick on his feet. He's, it, when you look at the stats of um, Melbourne, he's joint tri-assist with Cameron Smith and Pappenhausen. Now, everyone wants some raves about them and everything they've done for Melbourne this year. But I think Melbourne are a completely different outfit without Jerome Hughes in that seven shirt. And I think we've seen that this season. And then, obviously, number one, who I, I would imagine we've all got number one, uh, is Nathan Cleary. Sublime this season. You wouldn't have superlatives for what he's done this year. He's, he's rarely gone missing in a normal season. His defence has been a huge improvement this year. Really gets stuck in. He's a physical halfback, similar to George Williams. 
And I think at times he's really been subbed to be counted, especially when Penrith have needed someone to, you know, to bring something to the table. Finished season on 208 points. Again, good kicking game, but he knows where the try line is. You know, he set up 18 tries, and that's not bad going for me. So, yeah, for me, uh, number five, Sean Johnson. Number four, Adam Reynolds. Number three, George Williams. Number two, Jerome Hughes. And number one, Nathan Cleary. What about you, Jamie, before Jed decides to put someone in there who shouldn't be? Uh, we're going to follow on as, as we have been doing previously. I, I have exactly the same top five in a, in a bit of a different order. So I've gone Adam Reynolds at number five. Would have been a lot higher for me. You know, he's absolutely world-class on his day. And I think it was Joey Johns who said mid-season that he was hands down the best seven in the league within that three or four game period. Just very, He's unable to kind of replicate that type of form on a weekly basis. It's similar to Cody Walker and, and kind of the Bunnies overall in 2020. But once again, he just showed how important he was for the Bunnies. Organisation is, is so key in his game and his work ethic is through the roof. Obviously, he's won a premiership in, in 2014 and he, he's barely puts a foot wrong. Um, you know, his kicking game is so vital and and, and just in how the Bunnies kind of run start start to finish is all dictated around his play. Um, you know, he's coming into the twilight of his career these days, you know, and, and he's probably only got about maybe two or three, four seasons left under Bennett. And, you know... Going into 2021, I think he's really going to try and push for a premiership. They've reached three prelim finals in a row. I think it could potentially be Bennett's last season at Bunnies next year. And I think they were really pushing for a grand final spot um, and definitely competing again. Fourth spot, I've gone Jerome Hughes. Firmly solidified that, that number seven jersey for Melbourne. As you said, Joss, they've been kind of up and down with, with deciding who wants to play there. Um, Brodie Croft has obviously switched to, to Brisbane and, and Jerome Hughes has really solidified his spot there now. Um, is, is much more than just a utility back and is much more than just a running and organised type of player now he's, he's kind of leading the way all the way to a grand final win you know now he's actually number seven winner um, of a grand final Hughes seems to have kind of worked on his attacking play a lot more this year his accuracy is now his strong point and he barely gives a poor passing defence when, when I've kind of watched him now as well um, and much more than is much more than another cog in the machine and he's constantly raising his asking price as well 15 try assists this year and you know there has been some rumours that the New Zealand Warriors are sniffing around him for, for 2022 um, and that's that's going to be a big price if, if Melbourne wants to stick a price tag on him. Exactly the same as you mate, I've gone George Williams number three, um, he entered the NRL with some great form, we know what he's been like in Super League, he raised a lot of eyebrows, myself included, um, you know it's been in my lifetime I've not seen a back go over, an English back go over to the NRL and make as much impact as he has. Um, he's formed a formidable partnership with Jack White and he's really seemed to be enjoy taking on the defensive line. Um, he's a beautiful runner of the rugby league ball. We've seen as well, he loves an intercept as well. He's, he's bagged a couple of them this year. Um, and numerous plaudits have come his way in, in the light of, you know, Darren Lockyer and JT especially. As you mentioned, Josh, 15 try assists, seven tries and, and 92% tackle success. Really shows that his work ethic is, is shining through in that Raiders team, which shines put so much emphasis on work ethic as well under Sticky. Um, great future and will be our key man in the World Cup next year, hands down. Number two, I have gone the comeback kid, Sean Johnson. Um, many thought Johnson had kind of had his day after leaving the Warriors behind, but he really, really found his form again at shot after season. Dragged them through the mud many times when they felt as though they, they were kind of lacking in effort, you know, post Paul Gallen and post that kind of era. He pitched some absolutely incredible stats. 23 try assists in 16 games. Obviously, he had the awful Achilles injury as well. 
um, that kind of killed his dreams of playing playoff rugby league again. If he don't play, the Sharks don't get anywhere near playoff football. Um, he kind of replicated the same form. If he, if he does replicate the same form next year, it'll be a very hard task. But if anybody can, Sean Johnson can. And the Sharks will be a better team with him around him. Obviously, they seem to be building a bit of an older generation there to kind of bring through this younger generation. They've signed Aidan Tolman, Sean Johnson, Aaron Woods, Wade Graham. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a veteran-like team to bring through the likes. But I think Sean Johnson leading the way and could potentially be pushing for a World Cup spot alongside who I've put in number four in Jerome Hughes. So both New Zealanders, that could be very interesting going to 2021. Number one, I'll be very surprised if Jed don't do the same. Nathan Cleary, you know, if anybody tried to argue a point that Nathan Cleary was the best player in the game, it's hard to argue. Um, he's the poster boy of the NRL. He will be for the next couple of years. Um, he managed to bounce back off that, you know, dodgy off-field discretion he had early on in the year with COVID. Um, he's led Penrith on to an absolute monumental unbeaten run that'll be very, pretty much unbeatable for a lot of years. Um, and everybody's loved making Penrith their second team this year. He's won a man in the Premiership. He's played Origin. Um, he's, he's, he's outperformed himself in Origin as well. He's come out of the shadows and kind of learned how to lead a team on the top stage, and he's even had a trip to the grand final. 208 points, five forty twenties, um, and numerous try assists and tries himself. A real leader. Loves playing under his dad. Um, if, like I said, someone told me that they think he's the best player in the game, can't argue. Super player, more to come, and it's scary how young he is and how much he's performing at such a young age. Um, numerous Dalian medals coming his way and hopefully numerous Penrith Panthers premierships for me as well. What about you, Jed? Uh, no surprise, I've got the same five, just in a slightly different order. Um, it'd be really difficult to try and say something that's not being said already, but I'll give it my best shot. In fifth position, I've got George Williams. Um, a lot of people, when he went over, uh, doubted whether an halfback would be able to cut it in the NRL, but he's, he's surpassed any expectations. He's been excellent and really been impressive for, for Canberra this season. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how he will go on next season with a full season already under his belt. Seven tries, 15 try assists. And he's, like Joss mentioned earlier, it's his tackling that really stands up for me. Um, out of these five players that we've all picked, he's got the highest uh, percentage of tackling at 92%. It's just ferocious what he does and, and he really leads from the front. He doesn't behave like a halfback. He acts like a forward in terms of how he approaches the game. And he's just, his kicking game is probably arguably one of the best up there along with Reynolds and Cleary. Um, he, he's infield kicking. I think he might lead or be up there in the top two or three, four, try assists from kicks alone. It wouldn't surprise me if he is top for that. I know he was leading it earlier on in the season. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how he will progress. And like you say, he will be definitely our focal point of the World Cup next year. Number four, I've got Jerome Hughes, um, really come into his own this year at that Storm side and obviously won a premiership off the back of it. Storm seems to have this knack of just training players to be the player they want. Cooper Cronk wasn't an out-and-out -out, uh, scrum half when he started. When he left, he's one of the best scrum halves that we've seen of our, of our lifetimes easily. Um, I'm not saying Jerome Hughes will follow that same ilk. However, it, they do have a some system up there to be able to do that because he was a fullback and not a not a well-beating fullback to transform him into such a secure and steady seven at that club with the amount of resources and depth shows they've got a lot of faith in him and he's rewarded that faith for me. Um, he doesn't really ever put a foot wrong. I can't imagine him ever doing anything wrong. He never has a rush of blood to the head. He's just calm, cool and collected all the way through. He lets Cam Munster do all the flashy stuff and he controls the game and still chips in with 15 try assists. Very, very impressive for me. 
Adam Reynolds from third position for me. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, that patch where he was the best uh, seven in the league, his, his kicking game is the best in the league in terms of his infield kicking game for me, his possession game, and he leads he leads the competition in kick meters. Um, sorry, second to Nathan Cleary in kick meters. Uh, but you've got to think Panthers will have a lot more ball than the Bunnies do, and their form is nowhere near as good as the Panthers were, and there wasn't that much difference between the two players. Um, he is kicking on uh, kicking on a bit now in terms of his age, and I think, like you said, they do really need to be pushing for that premiership next season. They've definitely got the players around him, and they've recruited really well in this off-season as well. But they need Adam Reynolds to be firing on all cylinders to be able to do that. He always keeps a calm, cool ahead, but he works really well with Cody Walker in terms of like when they're on form, that halfback partnership is electric. Cody Walker does all the off-the-cuff stuff while Reynolds controls everything in terms of time management. And how many times have we mentioned how important it is to be have someone who can convert for fun? He led the competition in, in points, uh, even over Nathan Cleary. I think he had 223 points, Adam Reynolds, and he, he, never, he very rarely seems to miss uh, and they need him to be firing on all cylinders and converting time and everything if they are to progress. And when he doesn't play well, Bunny seem to not play well as a result. In second position, same as you, Jamie, I've gone Sean Johnson. Um, after Cooper Cronk sort of sledged him in the media really early on after like three, four rounds saying he needs to up in it, he's not earning his keep at the Sharks. He transformed and was a different player. And when Sean Johnson is at his best in full fight, he's one of the most enjoyable rugby league players on this planet to watch because his step is phenomenal along there with two of us a Sheck um, but he's really matured he doesn't have the speed that he used to when he was younger but he seems to finally grasp how to still have an influence of the game without just using your step to your advantage his game management has got a lot better but his passing and his infield kicking game is really extraordinary which shows the fact that he led with 23 try assists the most in the competition only two tries probably would like to be seeing him score a little more but I'm going to put that down to the fact that the Sharks were so up and down consistently. You never knew what side was going to come out. If they can get a bit more cohesion and structure and a bit more form together, it'd be really nice to see how Sean Johnson could go. Big task for him coming back from an Achilles injury. It's one of the worst injuries you can probably receive along with like a, a serious knee injury such as like an ACL. Um, I really hope he comes back strong for it because like you've also mentioned, a firing Sean Johnson and Jerome Hughes in the half, however you want to work it, is an exciting prospect to have. And then number one, no surprises at all, uh, Nathan Cleary. Extraordinary season for him. I don't really know what else I can add that you boys haven't said. He's an exceptional talent. Um, doesn't need players around him to perform well for him to perform well, which showed in his performance in the final Origin game. Will take a game by the scruff of the neck and can lead his players into battle and lead his players to the victory. Calm under pressure, slots drop goals when he's needed for fun. Really steps up to the occasion and really steps seen him rise um, to the top in games where it's needed him to do so. He's got a lot of things under his belt now. So I think he's played about nine Origin games, a grand final, a minor premiership. He'll be going into his fourth or fifth season next year. He's already very much one of the most experienced players in the competition. I think he'll be closing in on 100 games or might have even surpassed it. Um, and like you said, there's a lot of plaudits and a lot of awards coming in way and a lot of premierships, I believe, at the Panthers. So my five is George Williams in fifth, Jerome Hughes in fourth, Adam Reynolds in third, Sean Johnson in second, and Nathan Cleary at top of the pile in first. Yep, totally agree, lads. I mean, easily the most top five um, impressive number sevens in the league. Hopefully we've got a bit more um, variety to come in the next couple of days leading up to Christmas. Thank you very much, Joss. Thank you very much, Jed. Keep an eye out. We do have the best five props of 2020 coming up tomorrow. 
and we shall catch you tomorrow. Thank you very much.